All right. That was a bit of a lore dump now, weren't it? <laughs> but to recap, there's an ancient dragon, uh, green, who's supposedly living with these Aspen tribe elves that old Barton used to run with until he failed to protect the goddess Nyx from Karnos. Um, and, and now, now he's sending Telnius the white. I mean, he was white before he died, but I guess he really wants us to know that he's white now that he's alive again. And Oyas, the champion, yada, yada, yada. To go find all these hidden elves and get their dragon to help us beat Isvanya. All right, look, I... I wasn't there for all of this, and so don't be asking no questions, right? Just hear me out and enjoy the badassness of Chief Aslunessa and Salen, who led them to the Oak Tribe, where they learned their mission might be a wee bit more difficult than they thought. Chief Illithor has just allowed you into his gathering place. As you sit amongst the cushions, uh, that it really feels like you're just sitting on the ground still with a little bit of more support. <laughs> Higher ground. <laughs> yeah. He begins to make this very earthy tea and begins, he pours it out in these very small more just almost like a shot glass style tea Mm. cup and he begins to pour these out as he's just said yes you're looking for the aspen tribe well that makes two of us as he begins to hand out these teas as you pass them along can i roll insight on that sure all right uh 15 you can tell he is amused at his stance at the moment and also curious as to why you all are seeking the Aspen as well. Do I, So do I believe what he said, though? Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, uh, so you also don't know where the Aspen tribe is. 
<laughs> it, it, it is well known that the ridge trail will lead one to the Aspen tribe. And if you are looking for the buildings that they once resided in, yes, you will find the Aspen tribe. But if you are looking for its inhabitants... Hmm. So they're gone. Oh. We have someone there. Uh, their name is Darius. They are investigating, and I have yet to hear of their reports. This was a week or two ago when they left, and let's just say since they've disappeared, things have only gotten more strange. The darkness over the lake just to the west of us beyond the mountains is curious as well. I have another one of my scouts investigating that. But, yes, you come at a, what seems to be a crucial time in the happenings of the Norholman Forest. Well, um, this darkness you speak of, what, has, is there anything tied to the darkness? Is it? Other than the storm that happened three days prior to now, no. There has been no other connections to what it might be. Our lead shaman have proclaimed that it is perhaps a breaking in of another world, but that is based on a preliminary search. They say that the storm that has collected there, the mist... The energy emanating from it is at least otherworldly, and not in terms of a natural storm that would continue for three days on such a specific location. Hmm. Lunessa sighs. That is troubling to hear. This Darius you sent, they are investigating... The tribe? And he responds, Yes, what is left over? Looking for tracks, um, written journals, manuscripts, anything that could give hint of where the Aspen tribe has gone, where the elders have left to. I suppose I can trust you, and he makes eye contact with Silen. And if any of you have sipped the tea at this point, like, it it tastes like root juice like it tastes just so earthy right like no sweetness whatsoever oh my god this is delicious (laughs) oh god this is something (laughs) he says it is not unnatural of the aspen folk to speak ill of the world around them they were hermits for a reason as They are untrusting not only of the humans or of any outsiders of the elven tribes, but um, maybe even of those who created them. Yes, even the spirits themselves, the Aspen have spoken ill of. And this only grew as time went on. The Aspen hardly ever gave word, but when we would bring them offerings of respect for our elders, sometimes our messenger would get caught in rants of 
malicious describings of the current world. Mm. saying that the world would come to an end and that it would be best for all things to decay back into where they came from, to hopefully grow something newer and better. What this rhetoric has culminated in, though, we do not know other than them leaving without a trace. So you're saying the Aspen tribe was saying that, that Mm -hmm. decay is the next step. Yes, and they were trying to encourage the other elves to embrace this fatalistic viewpoint. I I know that. I lock eyes with Ayas, like, hmm, interesting. I know that from, from what Bartom has told me. They quit populating years ago. They just don't believe in it anymore. Were there no bodies? No. None that the first messengers could see. So, uh, do you have a way of communicating with this Darius? Or are you just waiting for them to return? Hmm. Yes, I was expecting them to return as anyone who knows the Aspen tribe... They are not always willing to allow others within their tighter circles. You are correct, champion, that they were dwindling their very own numbers as a way to practice what they preach. Exactly. Yeah. And, and though it is morbid, we could not learn more of their doings as they have utilized the magic of the world to protect the land that they inhabit. So even if I did have a way of trying to magically send a message to Uh, Darius, there would be interference, it sounds like. Correct. So I was just preparing myself to assemble a team to go out and find Darius, actually. Well, fancy that. Mm. Have they ever left their residence before for any purpose? The old days, yes. Recently, no. That is why we brought food and new supplies when they would need it. Many of our elders have a high respect for them. And they have helped protect our people and our land because of it. Well, uh, I say, look no further. We can be your search party. Aye. And Lunessa nods. Yes, it's what we came here to do. It seems our timing was good with the needs of your people. And she rises, and you can tell she had only, like, her cup is still pretty full. (laughs) And she sets it on, like, a root nearby and wipes her hands. Uh, Illithor, thank you so much for your hospitality. But if you do not mind, we are on a bit of a... A time crunch here. Yep. And I, like, shoot the tea in yeah. one, <laughs> one long pull. I was going to say, I stare down into it, and it's just, like, it's blacker than coffee. <laughs> and I'm just, like, and I just down the whole thing. <laughs> How about you, Silent? My tea's been gone. You yeah. were used to this. Yeah. You, this this is what you grew up with. Three pours of yeah. the same tea already. <laughs> um, for the next... 
24 hours, any magical ability or any type of skill check that has to do with nature, especially tree or dirt or earth, you gain a plus two enhancement on that roll. Whoa. Plus two to tree. Yeah. (laughs) So any type of uh, elemental magic having to do with earth. Okay. um, Or any fire. Not fire, unfortunately. Maybe Enta- fire, like so. spells like entangle or those kinds of things. Ice, or, <laughs> ice nope. <laughs> nope. Anything like survival tracking, yeah, yeah, yeah. any skill or magic, okay, of natural means. What about uh, what about uh, maybe marking beasts? <laughs> if it is of plant make, oh, nice. Yes. Okay, so. Illithor says, yes, I do respect the fact that you would allow us not to put any more of our own people at risk. So thank you for accepting this, and we will send you off in the right direction. I want to make sure I fill up uh, my water skin completely full with water and see if I can get another water skin at some point. Oh, sure. Yeah. Um Give me just a charisma check because since you're rushing, like you're kind of like everyone's trying to get get going, you're trying to look for a shop that would ha- have a water skin. Cool, 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 cool. So charisma, that would be a 19. Yeah. Mm. You fairly easily find a shop, one of those that Micah W. was describing earlier. So uh, that is going to cost you two silver pieces, and it can hold four pints of liquid. And we have to change your name to Katara. (laughs) 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 That's exactly what I'm thinking, yeah. All right. Illithor asks you all to meet at the southern gate that leads to the ridge trail. And once you get your water skin, Telnius, and once the rest of you mount up and grab the last of your belongings... You make your way for the southern end of this village. The gate is very similar. It unfurls and reveals to you a beautiful, open, mountainous ridge. So stepping out, there's still a plateau, Mm -hmm. but it does siphon into one particular ridge that begins to ascend up into what looks to be a cloud-covered, mountainous region. And Illithor says, simply follow this trail. And you can see there's a good path that's like 10 foot wide, but another five foot to the right and another five foot to the left. Pretty sheer drop, not cliff, but like sheer enough to where like if you slipped and fell, it would take a lot. And there are actually trees growing out Hmm. at almost horizontal lines. So the forest continues, and it is still dense uh, at this ridge, but you can look out over this mountainous region and just be in awe as finally there's no longer a thick canopy above, but this open air and mountainous area. Hmm. Four of you continue on, and I will go ahead and have... Is Silen leading the pack, or is anyone else kind of taking the reins to, to do that? I'll be leading. Okay. Nice. Illithor, 
he gives you what's uh what's the oaks what is their like uh send off strive within a strenuous life beautiful so chief illithor looks to your group puts a fist to his chest and says strive within a strenuous life and you guys begin to ride the ridge toward the mountainous region where the aspen tribe once resided give me that survival check again at advantage because you have actually no because you and lunessa have never been here so give it to me straight but you do get that plus two enhancement to the survival 10 with the plus or, two hold on no I heard there were horizontal trees. Is this a forest? <laughs> when you said horizontal, I, I knew you were meaning vertical, and I was thinking vertical. And then the way I remember them is looking on the horizon. And I was like, wait, horizon. That's that's even, not... That's what I meant. But you said they were growing they out were of... They were growing outward instead of up. Uh, yeah. So the the ridge no. of the mountain has such a, a a steep decline that the trees grow outward instead of upward. Oh damn! So like yeah. so like when you get on this ridge, you look over the edge and you're looking down, but it looks like you're looking straight on into a forest. Whoa. And this imagery comes from how actual ridge trails look like in the Smoky Mountains. Whoa. And I was once hiking when it was very foggy, and it was terrifying. Oh, wow. <laughs> that is like... Because you're looking wow. down, and it looked like this foggy forest, but I'm looking down at it, like, wow. into it. And it yeah. looks like you're leaning backwards. <laughs> It, oh, that's and cool. You're fall. And you couldn't, because of how thick the fog was, like we were just in a cloud, like mm-hmm. it felt like if I fell, my friends would not be able to find no. me because I would be just pinballing yeah. through all, all these wow. trees down. So I'm just like, like hot forever. That's <laughs> yeah, for, two, for thousands of feet. <laughs> that's fun. <laughs> You got a punch dance your radio. Yeah. Okay, Silent, uh, what was that? So that's a um, dice bonus plus T is uh, 14. Okay, with a 14, it's a bit more harrowing on the ridge, right? So you're not making the same speed, though, because you weren't able to, like, you know, race there. It is starting to get dark, and as the darkness, as the sun begins to set, and you can see it setting from your vantage point, it's it's really beautiful watching from up here and, and astride your horse. But as it gets darker, you do notice now to the west, you're now ascending up this ridge, right? And as you get to a higher elevation, you actually are looking out over the lake, Feanor, and you can just see this cumulonimbus almost at like pulled out of the sky and surrounding where an island once was and the mist around this island connects with the cloud and the cloud goes up to the sky and there's just this dark Hmm. dark gray black circle in the sky where the clouds have gathered and blotted out any light even the sun hitting it from the side which would normally pass through and create either a a prismatic rainbow or 
orange hue, it seems to just fall into darkness around this large cylinder. Hmm. The clouds seem to stretch long enough to actually touch some of the western region of this mountain range that you are heading into hmm. as well. So we'll we'll be able to be in the clouds or in the storm while still on land exactly. at some point. Okay. That's what it seems like as okay. some of the clouds are colliding with the mountain region. Okay. So you continue on, it is getting darker as you enter the peaks of the mountain range. This trail levels finally after ascending you turn your attention to the mountains that you now ride through and this specific trail curves to the right then to the left and makes one final dirt ascension to what seemed to be a set of archaic gates these are carved from wood and the designs on them are long lost elven artwork. It seems like at one point they were painted to appear like an aspen tree with the white and the black gashes through and the green vines carved into the sides all leaning up, leading you through these already propped open gates. The gates stand about 20 feet tall and lead you up over a more single file trail as you feel like you're cresting this one last hill to find this settlement amongst the mountaintops. Everyone give me perception checks as you go through the gates. You got an 11. 11. <laughs> I got a 16. Hey. Add some cloud of my eye. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> As you enter this much smaller settlement, right, it is basically just a circle amongst these strange, amongst these crafted peaks of this mountain. There are aspen trees throughout the village there are aspen trees throughout the tribe but they seem to be in decay Hmm. as you ride further in there aren't a lot of structures within this tribe a circle and they're all still there no more than six Hmm. Yes, the meditation mats are all still there. There wasn't a lot of equipment, though, you know, over where the water source was, the basin. Does it it look like there was at one point and they were moved, or should I make a perception check? uh, If you want to break from the group and do an investigation, go ahead. Oh, nat 20. Oh, booyah. So, yeah, 24. With a 24, as you ride over to this basin, it seems like it's a natural spring that they tapped into. The water seems clouded now, and it looks like no one has prepped food here in over three weeks. Oh, wow. 
Yeah. And when you say the water's clouded, does it look clouded like the way that water gets clouded when, you know, like uh, it gets a lot of air in it, like it's aerated or clouded like there's some strange thing in it? Yeah. So it, it seems clouded like actually give me an arcana or survival. I'm going to go with arcana. Yeah, <laughs> I sure. figured you would. And because this has to do with natural nice. world and earth, add that plus two. Oh, cool. So that'd be 23. Nice. Yeah. You realize this natural spring was kept clean by some form of magical spell, but it seems now that the water has spoiled this ground, uh, whatever it's tapped into, you would have to boil this water before hmm. drinking it. Okay. Well, I communicate that to the team. It, it seems as though this water is turned in somehow, in some way. Perhaps they cast some purify water spell on it before, but I don't think anyone's been here for three weeks. Stagnant. Ew. Wow. With the 16... You notice amongst the trees in that center circle, there are four standing stones that create a circle, and there is one stone platform in the middle of this tribe. Yeah, I definitely make my way over there, and I just make my way to that platform in the center, and I just kind of brush my hand over the top of it as I kind of inspect it a little more. Sure. Give me an investigation or survival. I think I would want to, like, investigate over survival. Sure. Because this isn't exactly a campsite or anything. Right. Like that. So I, I think I would be, like, just investigating to see, like, yeah. signs of, like, activity and stuff like that. Okay, cool. With, like, a 23. Yeah, 23. You see that the aspen around this circle are especially decayed now and actually one of them is even the top half has just toppled over and you could see rot within the middle of the aspen and with the 23 based on what Telnius just shouted out as you ride up and dismount and brush your hand over you look around and you realize there was also some kind of magical source that was keeping these Aspen alive at this elevation mm. Mm -hmm. that is no longer here. And without it, these trees are, are now dead and decaying. Looks like their departure has made a lot more happen. I don't think these trees are going to make it. Hmm. And at that point is when Lunessa, who broke from your group as soon as you came in and started riding around, and Silen, just as you're kind of like getting a weird feeling about this place, right? You look over and you actually see Lunessa on the very edge, and it's between two of these mountain peaks, and it's where it's on the westernmost edge, and it's where this circle of the tribe just ends the land ends and it's just dark cloud fog beyond that like a wall right, right? at the edge right really? at the edge yeah and lunessa she says do you do you all hear that i move towards her yeah <laughs> you know i also do 
And as you get closer, go ahead and give me those perception rolls at advantage because you've been told, like, hey, there's something over here. 18? 13. 17. Silen, you are the only one as your bear approaches. And it could be, too, because you two are spending time investigating while she's crying out. And you guys are catching up as Silen hears this. Silent, you hear a faint voice coming from the clouds. Hello? 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 Is there someone someone there? there? If there's there's someone someone there, there, please please help. help. And there are voices echoing through the caverns and the mountains. As I get to Lunessa... She's almost, like, spooked when you approach, right? Like, she's been concentrating and trying to gaze into the clouds. I can hear it. There's someone calling for help. Yeah. Wait here. And just as Aias and Telnius approach on their horses, she dismounts and walks to the edge. Her eyes close, and she brings her hands forward towards the cloud. And when her eyes open, they are a bright green as she speaks in an ancient elven tongue, a mixture of druidic and sylvan amongst the incantation. Her hands glow with a green as she aims them toward the ground and then raises them. And as she does, this energy seems to take over the clouds blocking your sight in front of you and creates two lines that she then puts her fingers in the midst of and begins to separate like an unveiling. Whoa. Hmm. And she takes a deep breath. And what you see is this spell has coagulated the clouds for 20 feet Hmm. and 10 feet from where the land ends, you see floating perfectly in midair a 10 by 10 square patch of earth. The roots hanging from the bottom, grass lightly growing atop it. No one standing on it, but then the clouds again beyond. Whoa. And there's, it's floating how far up into the air? It is equal to the ground you stand on now, 10 feet away from you. Whoa. And Lunessa, she gives a look to Silen and to Ias, and she says, I'm afraid I have heard of such a thing. This, this is no normal path. Someone has created a Meneltir. A path through the heavens. (sighs) Wow, I feel awful and great all at the same time. Wow, this grass is so soft and 
Where am Oh my god. Oh yeah, I'm in the Fey realm and I did drugs. There was a satyr and there was Cass. Oh shit. I am on my own. The satyr's gone. Cass is gone. And there was a fire here, so something happened. A campsite, maybe? Oh, oh man. Well, if I'm awake, that means there's a new episode and uh, probably needs a mid-roll. So uh, let me go through this and... Oh, oh, dope. Okay, there's a, there's a note here. Let me... Okay. All right. All right. Okay. Yeah. Here's the mid roll. Dope. 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 Wow. I am. Uh, I feel surprisingly good, but like you know, there's usually a bad, kind of a bad hangover after a long trip. But I feel I feel pretty good. That um, fawn leaf or fay leaf, really good stuff. Okay. Um, today's episode of Chasm Quest had Andrew, myself as the Danger Mom, Micah Wright as Silen, Taylor as Ias. Micah as Telnius and Colin as Old Colun for the intro. The theme song was composed by Sam Anderson, and all of our sound design was done by Alex Danner. If you head over to patreon.com slash chasmquest, you can support us, the Rowdy Boys, and become a Rowdy Boy yourself. There's four tiers of giving, and we just ran our first Spelljammer patron D&D for our higher tier patrons and we had so much fun we're doing part two soon and if you want to jump on those games jump on our patreon discord where we organize all of that um, join today we also have our annual merch loot items in development and they are soon to be ready and sent out that's a cluster of gifts and items that we send out to our patrons at $10 and up every year to celebrate our birthday, and uh, we'll get those to you soon. In the meantime, you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at ChasmQuest, and be sure to visit ChasmQuest.com for links to our Discord and online wiki. We are in between merch stores right now we are developing a new store there will be more information on that soon in the meantime our etsy store is down um, but if you're really looking for something you can always reach out to us send us an email a message on discord anything like that wow this there's another letter inside of this oh oh it's from manscaped okay cool um Dear Rowdy Boys, the dingleberries were too much, and so we will no longer be able to support the promo code Rowdy for 20% off. Wow. That's tough to hear. Oh, there's a PS. PS, that's not true. The promo just timed out. We really appreciated working with Manscaped and Manscaped appreciated our support right back. Manscaped, it's been fun working with you, 
And we look forward to working with uh, maybe new companies who want to do promotions. You can always email us at chasmquest at gmail.com. We love doing promotions, cross promotions, and all of the above. So let us know if you want to collaborate. Well, I think that's all on my end. Um, I think I'm going to try and find Cass. No, I should try and find Taylor first. Um, Oh, oh, there's some footprints here. Okay, well, I'm going to follow those and and see what what the hell happened. All right, you all enjoy the rest of the episode, and we'll see you next time. Someone has created a menel tear, a path through the heavens. We must be cautious moving forward, if we choose to. Wait, so can we walk from where we're at to that patch? There is a sheer drop down. Okay. That 10-foot space between that floating path pa- platform and here. Okay. It's sheer. You nothing. Can't no see bridge. The okay. Can't see the bottom. It's that same. Yeah, it's that same sheer drop. There's not even any trees growing off of hmm. this one because it's more of that cliffside mountainous range. Yeah. Hmm. Well, I got nothing. I can leap across. Yeah, I guess that's true. We could do that. Silent, what do you got? I'm hesitant to leap across. What else have you heard about this sort of thing, Vanessa? It takes immense concentration. Whoever built this is sustaining this. My guess is that one of the Aspen if not many of them have created this path to somewhere else and here and she kneels down to the ground the tracks I was following shows someone recently has attempted and the path ends here whoever's voice I have heard crying out from this path could still be there and could be in need of assistance. I'm willing to go. I'm with you. Does the voice sound like it's below us? Like they attempted the jump and didn't make it? Nope, it sounds further up. Well, uh, I know for a fact I can't make this, but I have rope, so if anyone else can make it, we could use that. I can leap across and attach the rope. Let's do that. Yeah. Give me an athletics check. I will. And <laughs> My heart I- is pounding <laughs> for you guys. Yes. <laughs> and I like, I make eyeballs at the dragonfly that's kind of buzzing oh, around. Oh, yeah. yeah. Are you sure you can make this jump? Positive. Okay. You're welcome to come with me. Certainly. Let's do it. Actually, that's a good question. Can quarter? Would this be a... No. No, totally not. Nobody would think that. I'm sorry. No. (laughs) (laughs) Unless you want to do a Mario Yoshi, like, where quarter leaps and then you leap off of quarter and... (laughs) (laughs) What are are the rules of of, uh, normal jumping? Okay, long jump is you 
cover a number of feet up to your strength score. Oh, if shit. you move at least 10 feet on foot immediately before the jump. When you make a standing long jump, you can leap only half that distance. So as long as you have a 10-foot running start, you can make it a distance of your strength score. Okay. And you said it's 10 feet? Mm-hmm. Wait, hold on. Your strength. No one has a plus 10 strength. I do. Well, no, I don't. No, no, no. Not plus 10, <laughs> it's just saying your, your score. Strength. Your score. Oh, yeah. Not your, your strength score. bonus. Oh, oh, okay, okay. Oh, well, then, yeah, anyone can. Hell, I could do that. Not going to, though. Hope you roll well. <laughs> My strength is an eight. Oh, So I'd wow. have to use uh, key, key points. points. Mm. You are built different. I make eyes at the dragonfly that's buzzing around, and then I take a sprint toward the cliff, and I just leap forward with a 22. Nice. Yeah, you Holy do. crap. <laughs> you land. You have the rope in hand. And I land like a squirrel when they like come down off a tree and they just like hit with one fist down like a superhero. Have you seen those pictures? <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, like I squirrels have seen those when they like yes, land. They so, have yes. like one arm on the ground. Yeah, that's and right. Lunessa backs up, raises her hands. That same green glow goes over her body as she <gasps> brings her hands down over her body. Her body transforms into an eagle. And <sighs> begins to fly over Ias. Does she and, make it? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I see the eagle and I kind of shed a tear. Yeah. Aww. Oh, yeah. Oh. Oh. Well, you. Whom <laughs> <Boom> and me. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, she had a falcon, by the way. Right. Same or, thing, right? Eagle, yeah. falcon. Yeah, dragon. Right? Yeah. yeah. We're all the same thing. Oh, yeah. Ulna just flies over and is like, come on, Papa. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, so I honestly, I don't know if it would be better for me to try and climb across the rope bridge or the rope or to just try and jump because it's like, honestly, the, be- the both of them are the same, you know. Well, you can have the rope on you, try to make the jump, and then the rope is just your backup. In That's case. what I'm going to do. And you, you can have two hands. Now. That's true. I got double the hands, so yes. twice the likelihood of so doing our that. our group leaves their mounts behind. <laughs> Telnius now goodbye. yep says goodbye. Maybe forever. Cool. Not good. Yep. So that's a six total. Um, can I prepare? Because I I've <laughs> known Telnius for a long time. <laughs> yes. And I feel like I would be at the edge, and I would just be ready to yes. just like reach out and grab yeah. his arm. If Give I me to. a dexterity check at advantage. Yeah. Okay. Will do. Yeah, 17 beats a 13. So uh, with Dex, that is 41. Telnius, you almost don't reach out with your right hand because I'm you so used to, used to not. not. Yeah. But like midair, you realize, I need help. Flying, <laughs> I like look at my hand oh, and yeah. I like gain confidence and move and it up. 21. That's exactly yeah. just forearm boom to hand to forearm catches arm catches and he pulls you onto the platform and i do a (laughs) backflip yeah yeah Yeah, i pull you up and you do a gainer over me (laughs) yeah exactly but not on purpose no i was like like flailing the whole time (laughs) and let's get our acrobatics check and um are you using the rope or are you confident in your acrobatics i'm gonna use the rope snort just in case very small. Okay, so Telnius 
or Ayas rather just tosses it back because mm, we, we don't trust Elias with no, the things. <laughs> Actually, uh, uh, Lunessa just picks it up in her beak and carries it over to Silen. Oh, nice. Right. I'll grab the rope and take a run. <laughs> Doesn't look very good. <laughs> Eleven. Oh, <gasps> you needed a ten. Well, honestly, and with acrobatics and using the rope, you make it. Your feet are on the edge. But again, Ayas, this time without advantage because you didn't think you'd have to use it. Oh, God. I didn't even think. a dexterity check. Oh, nice. Uh, Dexterity, that is 22. Hell yeah. You were, like, teetering, (laughs) right? And you, like, grip the rope a little stronger as you, like, oh, no. Start kind of, like, slipping back. Ayas, you just bring that rope around your arm and pull (laughs) first the rope and him and then grab his shoulder. Nice. Oh, you all right? Thank you. Yeah, no problem. I, I yelled a quarter. We'll we'll be back, buddy. Just you know, hang out. Yeah, go fuck around. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're they're meandering about um, your your mounts as you continue forward. So Don't drink the water. I left uh, <laughs> a bit of dried venison and berries and nuts for Levin. Yeah. Seeing mm. as stay away she's from the, the bear. Only, yeah. <laughs> you don't want a hungry dire bear yeah. hanging out with your no, horses. Certainly you not. Don't. Yeah. So <laughs> Lunessa ends their chain shape and she looks forward and she says, the trail seems to continue on, but if I'm going to keep up the magic of unveiling the clouds, I won't be able to transform much many more times. What, what all can you what all can you transform into? Uh lots of different things. Okay. Do you have a giant eagle in your arsenal or a dire bridge? <laughs> <laughs> Ideally a dire bridge. <laughs> that was solid. That was good. <laughs> Mayhaps a rideable flying creature. <laughs> Although I could, it would be useless in this cloud. That is what I'm saying. Oh, is. yeah. Right, because we couldn't see ahead of us. That yes. makes sense. Huh. Okay, well, we're going to need the clouds potted more. Yeah. That's more important than having a beast with us. That's true. All right. Why don't we do this? And I take the rope that we have and I tie it around each of us. So if one of us falls off the edge here, we can, the three remaining, can help carry them. And also, if something were to happen and the unveiling fails, we could at least follow the ropes back to each other and not get lost. Yes. Um, let's see. We would have to adapt. We don't know that our next leap will be ten feet, so... Fair. So remove the rope... Yeah, that's true. How far can we see? We can only see like 10 feet in front of us. And does it look like the ground comes to the... to the? All you can see is just like what's around you, like surrounded by mist and the ground beneath you. Hmm. So like we have like one foot, maybe two feet of visibility. Exactly. Okay. okay, I will keep the unveiling going in front of us as we move on. I think the ropes are a good idea. And she connects the first to her waist 
and brings out her hands and waits for each of you to get tied up behind her before, again, drawing the two green lines, separating them, but this time pushing them forward so that this creates now a 10 by 10 block around you all Hmm. that keeps the veil keeps the veil off of you oh nice so does it move with us and it moves okay. with you 10 okay, by cool. 10 by 10 10 by 10 yeah yeah 10 feet up 10 feet in front yeah, yeah front back a 10 foot cube gotcha yeah around Lunessa okay okay so she begins to move forward after nodding to each of you her hands keeping that faint green glow again it's that dark gray almost like a storm cloud but not no lightning or no rain mm. happening around you. Yes. As you continue forward, you realize this path continues and begins to ascend. So you are climbing at this point. You've gone 30 feet, 40 feet into the mist, 50 and then 60 feet while ascending. As you crest the last of this Meneltir, this path through the heavens, you see someone sitting on the path. They have dark black hair, and they have two horns on their heads that protrude through their long black hair. They have dark skin, and they are sitting on the dirt with a very worried face, Hmm. Oh. She seems to have the look of a satyr. Wow. And her elven ears perk up as she hears folks approaching. And finally, the unveiling spell enraptures her. She sees your group, and as she stands... She keeps her hands in front of you, in front of her, between you, and she says, Hello? Darius. Yes, that is my name. Silent. Silent, yes, I recognize you, of the Oak. Are you okay? I don't know. I made it this far, and I was foolish. I timed it wrong, and my my magical abilities ran out. I heard your horses from a distance, but I was too scared to move from where I was at. I was no longer able to cast my light spell to continue forward. I've been trapped here for four hours. Oh, sorry to hear that. We, uh... We're here now, so we, we can help. Yes, uh... My name's Telnius. Chief Illithor sent us. Oh, good. Good. So you saw the Aspen had had left. Yes, and it seemed as though they left a while ago. Yeah, I had tracked them to the edge and spent days trying to find where they had gone until finally I had discovered this path. Some of the mist had led up for a short while, but... um. It was far more troublesome once I made it here. I am Ayas, champion of the Sandalwood. I'm here with Lunessa, my chiefess. Hello, D- 
Darius, you have been brave to stay here. I am glad that we made it when we did. Yeah, yes. I don't think the trail goes on for much longer. I had come to an edge and was trying to make my way back. Um, perhaps you all will have better luck with your abilities. Lunessa nods and looks to the rest of her team. I think we've got it covered. Um, I don't know if going back is safest for you. You might want to tag along with us. Okay. Yes. I would like to see this through. I've been working for some time on tracking them down. There are some amongst them that I care for. The Aspens. Is there anything worth noting that you found when you first got here and while you've been here? Yes. Okay. Yeah, the trail ended just up here. Do we see anything now that we're close to the trail edge or where she's talking about? Do we see, you know, is it just kind of like the edge where we just jumped here to? Or Yeah, like- so, so as you move up a little bit further, 15 feet from where she was, seemed like she hit the end here, tried so many things, ran out of magic and out of time, mm. and was just trying to take a rest before she could regain her magical abilities right so you'd move forward with the unveiling and it is similar the path ends but lunessa she brings this unveiling spell as far forward the 20 feet but there is nothing past that uh i tell her uh, lunessa chiefess lunessa look over to the sides here what about the right and left side and you see it almost like a beacon coming out from her as she moves her hands to the right and then to the left again nothing but hmm. open air all around you for 20 feet yeah nothing above or below nothing lunessa keeping her hands going she says i have an idea I could fly forward, that would end the unveiling, and it would be the last time I'd be able to transform for the day. Well, what other options do we have at this point? I mean, I don't know, let's try something else. And I pick up a stone and I hurl it across, and I listen for any kind of sound. Give me a perception check. Oh, wait, first give me a dexterity attack, like a ranged attack, to see how far you chuck this thing gonna check it real and there aren't really rocks and stuff on the path so i imagine this being one of the old stones from your sling right you had a Um, sling yeah i've got a sling so that's a plus seven to attack which makes a 25 to hit wow yeah this thing whistles through the air yeah i pick up a stone and put it in my sling and swing it around like eight times and then just flick it at my belt across as it whips through the through the stormy clouds and sure enough you hear thunk 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 mm. how far away did that sound give me a perception check i don't know dude i have no idea 21 what was your one mm-hmm. now? Oh. Yeah. Silent is like maybe scared of heights. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no idea where that was. Really not into <laughs> what's happening here. 
I got a seven, so. Okay. Silent and I are both like, it's over there. And you're like, I threw it over there. <laughs> We're both like arm in arm looking the other way. Yeah, and I got a 21. Yeah. It sounded like it went at least the full, like the full distance and then arced downward. And when it went downward, it landed on ground and jumped. So you're not sure where within that 10 feet past the last 20 feet where it is, but it seems like the platform is lower. Uh, The next platform is lower than where you are, but between 20 and 30 feet away. Sounds like the platform might be a little bit lower than this one. If we were to leap out that way, we would need to cover quite the distance. But we have a little bit of an advantage because it sounds like it could possibly be 30 feet away. Hmm. Telnius, give me a an arcana check. Uh, 16. You are running through your abilities, your spells that you've decided and chosen, and, and what seems to be the spells that you have awakened with the ability to do. And you're kind of hitting a wall. When you begin to rub your hands together and you do a thing that you've kind of done, you know, over the past few months, where you're actually, no, you've never been able to do this. Maybe as a new uh, uh, tick or something. Like, like a nervous habit. Nervous habit. As your right hand reaches over your left hand and you begin to rub and you begin to kind of play with the bloodstone mm-hmm. that's on your hand. With a 16, you realize this bloodstone, this is one of the creation stones Bartom spoke of. Oh, Oh, was the bloodstone tied to the orcs? It was no. tied to the Varrican. Oh. The Varrican gods, one of them at least, used bloodstone to create their beings. It okay. was Burek. Okay, so then, um, oh. Okay. So you imagine that you actually, even though the stone is un- inactive this far away from Varahim, you may actually have some domain or power over this stone. So then I um, put my hand over the stone and do I have any idea or any semblance of feeling what I could or couldn't do with this stone? Yeah, you remember the abilities that you had to form and shape water. Oh, oh, so it's the same abilities, mm-hmm. not anything new. Okay. Yep. You remember the spells connected to the stone. It's just a matter of you being able to reactivate it. Okay. Well then, and and it was similar to like a one foot, or I'm sorry, a one square, so a five foot space. I could control um, like either water, fire, earth, or um, air. Yes. Okay. Something along those lines. Well then, um, I put my hand over. Mm, that doesn't seem like it would be good. It might, because you said it could be thirty feet away. Okay, so I say this to you guys, like, I I don't know what I should do with this, but I just, I have a feeling my bloodstone could work again, and my powers with it involved manipulation of water, 
fire, earth, or air in a five-foot space. Perhaps, uh, perhaps I could do something with that. Well, what can you do about the earth we're currently standing on? And what can you tell from it? Is yeah. the earth we're standing on magical of any sort? Uh, definitely magical. Um, Give me an arcana check. Nice. So that's 23. With a 23. Not only do you surmise that similar to when you use the Amorite to create your pseudo-dragon, you could spend a moment of meditation and focusing of your new creator powers to revivify this stone to become active. You also know that magical or not, enhanced by magic or not, the earth beneath you, this dirt, is dirt. It was not, it is not just a magical illusion. Mm, like we are standing on earth. Yes. Okay. Uh, so it is sustained in the air by with magic. magic. Right. Um, okay. So then I do that. I spend the time to kind of uh, revivify my bloodstone um, and I put my hand up and say, just give me a moment. And I focus. And how long does it take? So. Again, similarly to when you created, it will take a series of, of trials. Okay. This is really cool. Like, not knowing what's under us. Like, oh, shit. How do we get there? It's like a Avatar. Yeah. It's floating. It's like when Aang murdered all those people <laughs> in the airship. <laughs> <laughs> ah, Okay. So first, you must make me a an Arcana check. Okay. That's good. That's another 23. Then you must make a Intelligence saving throw. Good. Intelligence is good. It's a 9 plus 4. So 13. Um, the red begins to glow and then dims on that in- Intelligence check. Okay. The workings of your mind the power you're trying to tap into again too you're pulling too much from a faded memory Mm. so you feel like you have to backtrack so make me that arcana check one more time not as good but still good uh 16 yes you are able to start back over now give me that intelligence saving throw again way better that's a 16 again ah so your mind goes back to those very beginning days as you're creating the gods and then just visions of the gods using these stones to create their own creations and the power innately designed into these stones that were perhaps even here before you were here and maybe have some connection to a greater cosmic power that doesn't necessarily flow out of you but that you might be in tune with. Mm. And so as your hand passes over, there's a bit of a glow and a hum that comes from this stone. And give me one last arcana check. Mm. Twelve. Twelve was the DC. Nice. Oh, nice, <laughs> yes. You spend one last moment thinking and just as doubt creeps into your mind as to whether or not 
this will work. What is the line that Telnius gives himself to overcome his own doubt? I trust in all things, and in all things trust. And you actually can't help, but you speak those words out loud. And finally, a brighter glow comes from the bloodstone on the back of your hand. The runes that were drawn and, and, and made magically with Finn's magic also glow on your hand. As it dims back down, you realize you flex your hand a few times. You now have control over those same spells nice. from before. Nice. Okay. Those, can, those cantrips. Oh, that's awesome. So then, uh, uh, first off, that's awesome. And I like flex my hand and uh, show it off to uh, Una. Like, check that out. Pretty sick. See that? She licks it. She's, she thinks that's cool. She like licks it yeah. when it gets close. <laughs> She's like, no. Uh, all right. So um, what I then immediately try to do is I walk back to the edge of the fog um, the, or the mist and I activate my bloodstone and I try to pull from the, some of the earth that's on the spot that we've already walked on and I move it then five feet in front of us. And then almost like a little bit slowly slanted down. And then Ah. I walk back and grab another patch of five feet of the earth and move it five more feet. And it's, it's slow going. It's definitely, um, not a very fast, uh, operation, but I'm able to slowly move us forward five feet at a time with the power of my bloodstone. That works. Oh, that's awesome. And just, the feeling of being able to magically reach out as these red wisps grow from your hand Hmm. and the rune for earth glows on the back of your hand and you grasp this air I'm sorry, you grasp this earth in, in the midst of the air and tear it from the rest of the path and move it forward. It, it makes this kind of rumbling. Uh, every time I activate the earth rune, um, my hand, when I grab the earth, it's almost as though my hand becomes stone. Not not physically, but I like my muscles become so rock hard that while I'm moving the earth, they don't m- move or budge at all. And then when I release it, it's like you see on the back of my hand, my muscles relax and almost like in a wave. Oh, become yes. More. And every time I use earth magic, my hand becomes solid as stone. Oh, that is yeah. so cool. As you yeah. move these into sick. position, they stay. And because of the steps that you've created going mm. downward, there is no acrobatics or athletics check needed. PTL. As you can simply leap down the five feet mm. each step. Yeah. And Lunessa comes up behind you and puts a hand on your shoulder and says, That was great work. Thank you. And I wiped the, the sweat from my brow. Like, it was <laughs> exhausting. But Yeah. Nice. Um, that was good work, yeah. Me and Lunessa would have got over fine, but I mean, yeah. you three, I don't know. Right. <laughs> Probably. Yeah. And Darius <laughs> walks up and she says, Thank, thank you. And... You begin to leap down with Lunessa in front, keeping the veil off of each next step forward as finally the last leap 
through the mist onto the final platform. One by one, you land, look up, and realize the veil is now surrounding you left and right, but the night sky glows above you with no overcast, and the moonlight shines down onto this grove 